I went for a clean break now. I think I achieved it. In the meantime, who welcome to... Who you want to badge for that, then, for your achievement? Uh, if you've got any spare badges, I'll take it. Anyway, welcome to Junko Town. <laughs> uh, welcome yes. to Drunken Time Travel. Welcome to Drunkle Time Travel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the only Doctor Who podcast that's called Drunkle Time Travel. On my left, a man who once stumbled into the tomb of Attila, but can't remember where it was because he was drunk. It's Irish Gav. Hi. On my right, a man who speaks less than Maggie Simpson. It's English Gav. Hmm? If you want a contest about the show or anything else, anything at all, tax returns, uh, badgers, anything, just yes. uh, contact us on drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. Or you can find us at Drunk Time Travel on Twitter. Um, what, uh, what do you do if you want to find us on Facebook? Telepathy. Telepathy. Find us on telepathy on Facebook. Or just search for Drunken Time Travel. Did you, to, do you have to telepathically link with MySpace, Tom? I hope you don't. Yeah, I hope you don't as well. Don't want to the, know the what less thinking of. contact with him, the better. Our official tedious link beer is Old Engine Oil by Harveston. Yep. Engineers Reserve, apparently it's called. I don't know if they've got any other Reserves? I don't think they have. It's a, a blackish style. Got, How uh, many different names and shits have they got? There's, on this one, there's one they've got is called Old Dub, D U B H, which is Gaelic for where Dublin came from. Dub meaning black, Dublin meaning. I believe black I may dog. have had that before. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. That's the thing about drinking. Mm. You forget. What? What? You forget. Hello and welcome to. <laughs> So, uh, please, Mr. Synopsis, won't you do your level best to comply with my wish for the summary? Very well done, Gav. Thank you. I'll have to read this. Hold on, I'll drink first. That's a good idea. Can't do anything without first having a drink. You seem intrigued. I was trying to take the burnt toast. Epistory 1. The TARDIS, tired of being on solid things, lands on the sea. The Doctor and crew take a dinghy to a foamy beach where they find a gas pipe nearby. The Doctor uses his sonic screwdriver, take a drink, to see inside. They hear a heartbeat inside, before being shot, take a drink, by a tranquilizer gun. When they awake, they're inside the gas refinery because it's fine for security to trank people. Chief Robson questions them because that's how it always works. Harris Robson's deputy tells the Doctor that they've lost contact with one of the rigs at sea. The Doctor mentions he heard noises, but Robson dismisses this, as he will continue to do, and locks them up, take a drink. Harris's wife, Maggie, finds some seaweed at home, which stings her, of course it does, and she starts to feel ill. Back at the refinery in Lime Grove Studio D, Robson argues with Van Leutens, an advisor from Holland. Another running theme. Victoria picks the lock of the prison door, take a drink, wait, what? She must be using experience on the lamb when she was with Victorian criminals. The Doctor and Jamie go off, but tell Victoria to stay, as she scares them now. Victoria finds an oxygen valve left open, but while she closes it, she's locked in. Foam and weed pours into the room from the ventilator. She screams. DTT moral. If in doubt, take a drink. Now that is a moral. Epistory. I shall take a drink. You do that. Epistory the second. The Doctor and Jamie find Victoria and Robson finds the empty oxygen cylinders. He starts to accuse her until it's pointed out the door is locked from the outside. What was he going to accuse her of anyway? Being high on oxygen? 
Toxic gas is in the room, but it's been a week since she had a curry. Maggie, in some kind of trance, opens the patio to the foam outside, but just in time she regains control, shutting the door. Remember, never let foam into your house, no matter what it tells you. Harris gets the doctor to help his wife, but, but before they get there, they, she answers the door to Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill, who say they're for maintenance. Yep, in the same way, I'm teetotal. Once in, they release toxic gas from their mouths, and Maggie falls unconscious. Clean your teeth, kids. Van Leutens fears an explosion in the pipes, but Robson thinks it's all a mechanical problem and he still won't shut it off. What is this? Jaws? Contact with Rig C is lost now, and the heartbeat sound becomes so loud everyone at the refinery can hear it. Van Leutens thinks he knows what the problem is. Does it rhyme with Bobson? He senses a creature in the darkness waiting. DTT Moral. If you sense a creature in the darkness waiting, turn the lights on. Epistory 3. With this, <laughs> this is lasting longer than the series. Let's not go that far. With the sample of seaweed, the doctor notices it gives off gas and it's still alive. Robson is annoyed when he finds the prisoners have been let loose. He calms down when the fans seem to be made of chocolate orange pieces start working, but then goes nuts again when they stop. Is he Homer Simpson? Back with the travellers, and Victoria sees a picture of the creature in a book on legends and superstitions. Well, it must be true then. The weed is growing and they manage to seal it off before running off to Harris's house. It's overrun by the weed, so they back, run back again. This is turning to Scooby-Doo. Harris, Van Leuten and the chief engineer approach Robson, together who listens calmly and objectively. Nah, I'm kidding. He completely goes nuts before leaving back to his room. Mr. Oak locks him in with the weed creature, which attacks him before Harris lets him out. Harris says to Van Leutens about the creature, who urges him to take over. The Doctor and Harris meet up before they realise Maggie is missing. She's on the beach with Robson, who are both being controlled by seaweed. Thinking she is Reginald Perrin, she walks into the sea. DTT Morrow, referencing obscure British 1970 sitcom in synopsis, can't possibly go wrong. Epistory 4. Van Leutens goes underneath Studio D to investigate and finds the seaweed creature. The Doctor and Jimmy go after him, don't find him, and come back again. Megan Jones, the director of Eurosea Gas, arrives. Victoria whines some more. Harris asks for permission to bomb the other rigs due to the seaweed, but Robson rejects this before leaving. Victoria is found unconscious. She blames Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill. A weed creature appears. Duration of that episode? Yes, all that happened over 24 minutes and 17 seconds. Epistory 5. Almost there. Harris still wants to blow up the rigs. But the doctor tells him no this time. Is he an arsonist? Megan Jones is worried that Robson's knowledge is in the possession of the seaweed, and presumably his anger issues. The seaweed is vulnerable to oxygen, so they put the oxygen supply room under guard. Oak and Quill are captured. Victoria, in turn, is captured by Robson as he escapes to another rig by helicopter. Do they get a free helicopter this series or something? Jamie and the doctor go after them and find Robson having a phone party with the seaweed around him. DTT Ignorance Apparently nobody told the seaweed that air is 21% oxygen. Epistory 6. Jamie frees Victoria, who screams at Robson, which knocks him out. It seems sound waves affect the seaweed too. There's more weaknesses than Superman. Anyway, they escape back to Studio D, where the Doctor has a plan to use Victoria's recorded screams. He uses them through the pipeline to kill the seaweed, which is a success. Robson and Maggie are still alive on the other rake. Everybody lives! The Doctor companions all go for a slob up and dinner. I wonder how they split the bill. Victoria doesn't want to leave, so she stays with the Harrises. Ah, that's how. 
The TARDIS with only the Doctor and Jimmy in dematerializes. DTT Child Services tip. Leave an orphan with someone you just met. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yes, Kev. The the cliffhanger from the last episode, was it? The Web of Fear? Yes. yes. Uh, they couldn't find the Tarbit. Tarbis? <laughs> they couldn't find the TARDIS. I don't if they were looking for the Tarbis, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but all they had to do was find mm. it. In the, and do you expect them to, to, to go through yes, every do. detail that happens? I do. They were in the London Underground. They couldn't find the TARDIS, which was more of a humorous thing. Oh, you got to remember where the TARDIS is. And that's the end of the episode. I wanted them to not. So your problem with, yeah. with the series is they don't show enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should be longer. <laughs> I want more. So yes, Gav, I yes. think we can surmise that they did find the TARDIS. I don't want to uh, infer plot details. I want them to tell me. You infer, I imply. Or is it you infer, I imply? I just said that. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, the delectable Victoria. Yes. She mm. wants to know where we are again. Of course she does. And, and then mm. she said how awful it would be to live out at sea. So, so not content with one of the largest continents on Earth, she's going with everything that isn't a continent. <laughs> so so think, apparently she hates the vast majority of the planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so why does she want to know where she is if she hates most of it? <laughs> she just wants to know. <laughs> just on the small off chance it's on the tiny little village that she does like. Oh, I like you. <laughs> well, you won't do it. This is over. And then she was freaking out more, you know, about mm. oh, we're, we're going in all these crazy places and you know things happening. She was freaking yeah. out more than when her father died. I think she was adopted, and she knew it. Was she really the Harris's child? And they sent her back in time, and now she's come back. It's, are you it's writing plausible. Doctor, are you writing Doctor Who fan fiction? <laughs> I am now. Because <laughs> she's explained to the Doctor that she that she doesn't want. Uh, what what's wrong and everything? And it's just something awful happens. Daleks, Cybermen, and the Doctor's Yeti. <laughs> You're not helping. Do <laughs> <laughs> suggest things. Yeti, death, <laughs> murder, disease. But yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not Daleks, Cybermen, or Yeti to get her. It's uh, it's the seaweed. Maybe she's only just had time to reflect on the uh, Dalek Cybermen Yeti. Alex Simon Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> would, it have, would it be a Yeti, but with a Dalek head and like a Cyberman chest? Or would it be like Davros, bottom half thing with a uh, top half of a uh, cyber, uh, wearing a beak? <laughs> <laughs> with optional wing attachments in a furry coat. Well, I don't think we'd have to wait too long for that mm. that, that figure to appear from character options. Mm. So I weren't listening, mate. <laughs> I weren't imagining, mate. I'm drunk. So you say. Mm-hmm. And she says to the doctor, mm-hmm. I'd like not to be scared every second. And someone says, what are you saying? I think she's saying that she doesn't want to be scared every second. And uh, and she's also in the wrong programme. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't want to be in this. She wants to be in Rosie and Jim or... Uh, the Wombles. The Wombles. Teletubbies. Apparently it's quite safe there. Well, they'll all be set in places that she don't like. No. Yeah. There'll be something she doesn't like. What'll happen is she'll go on Teletubbies and it'll be Teletubbies TSV. <laughs> it'll be Teletubbies underwater. 
Yeah, she wouldn't like Sequest DSV. Yeah, she doesn't like anything. Or I think we've said. <laughs> I want to see Victoria on Sealab. Yeah, when she's staying uh, with them, is she staying on the? Uh, she's staying out at sea, or where? Where? She's staying at the refinery, which is on land. The refinery was on land, was it? It's close to the sea, though. It isn't is it? close to it, the sea. It's close to that bit she don't like. Yeah, but it's further away from that other bit she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. It's probably close to another bit she doesn't like as well, though. Um, so the doctor lets her. Let, the doctor is lets her make mm. her decision herself. He doesn't like try and pressurize her one way or the other. Did I mention how awesome the doctor is? Uh, no, he didn't. Well, he's he pretty awesome. He should be awesome considering he's the star, though. Yeah, but she said, mm-hmm. and then I think you mentioned that she said uh, too many enemies and fighting and she wanted to go somewhere nice and peaceful. But then watching yeah. it tonight, I realised that she didn't like the start. At the start, they were at the mm-hmm. beach and she says, oh, I don't like it here, it's too quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's get, too peaceful. Get it right, Goldilocks. I don't like this place. It's too quiet. This is too noisy. This place is just right. And then these bears come in and eat her. But the white bears are actually yetis. Yes. <laughs> With Dalek heads. <laughs> See, this fan fiction's coming on now. <laughs> well, we're not lockpicking to it now. Yeah, this, this, I think this yes. story was the first time she actually lockpicked. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know where it came from. She picked it up whilst being locked up all those many times. Yeah. And then she just decided to lockpick a couple mm. of times. So so she is oh. useful. So in her last mm. story, she's mm. become useful. Yeah. She she got bored of escaping or coming up with excuses to escape. And things. So she decided to do it herself now. But then she gets trapped later on. It, it, it was in a wooden deadlocked door. <laughs> There's nothing she could do. You're getting used to this uh, farm section, are you? Yeah. And then she gets, Mm. she's another one, she's getting kidnapped. Mm. Women companions really aren't getting a good deal on this, are they? Vicky Vicky may be accepted. Well, Jamie weren't really kidnapped, was he? He's not a woman companion. He was trapped. (laughs) But I was was trying to separate the whole woman, Woman man. man. Distinction. Hold on, Gav, you're 36 and you're just trying to start <laughs> separate that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas you, the, the, the one of the characters in this, who, there's a character in this, and then there was the character of Freya and the enemies of the world. They were a couple of good female strong characters. But then is it just the companion role that becomes quite weak? That you have to sort of service the plot rather than become a character in yourself? I don't know. I'm they do seem to do it quite a lot recently. Recently? Yeah. With her. And with Jamie. Oh, I mean, I thought you meant recently as in recently. No, I mean, just with the companions. In 1966. No, recently, as in I watched them, I, I can't comment on uh, later episodes. Why not? That I can't forget. That but I, you can't that forget. Can, what? That I have forgot. One thing I did like, though, was the, the screaming. They kind of used that as a way of defeating the seaweed. That was quite meta. Mm. It was interesting. And the way that they hid the solution for a couple of episodes, the Doctor didn't reveal that that was the solution that mm. he figured out like two episodes ago. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. But he didn't reveal Of course it. he knew. Well, he didn't. He just didn't want to tell anyone. Because then he would... Anyone, then what would be the point? So let's talk about our favourite character. 
The 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 scary the, the evil Reed Richards. Yes, he, he was Reed Richards, wasn't he? Yeah. Only because he had those uh, grey sideburn flicks. But he, a bit of a messy hairdo. It it, it it did look like an evil Reed Richards. <laughs> he didn't care about his so, appearance. So as Doctor Doom might say, just like, just mm. like Reed Richards. Then. I don't think Doctor Doom calls him evil. But Doctor Doom is a hero in his own version, isn't he? Yes. As they I, say, I every, every villain is the hero in their own mind. I assume that, but I don't think he sees uh, Reed Richards as evil. Just another person with a different viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so Doctor Doom's more balanced than Reed Richards. Yeah. I could believe that. How did, uh, moving on from Doctor Doom, although I oh, love to talk about oh, all <laughs> week, how did Robson get in charge? He's clearly insane and, and quite paranoid. Maybe it's his insanity that got him the job. I like, I like your, ins- it, I like the cut it, of your insanity. You mm-hmm. got the job. He's the only person that would stay out at sea for four days, and well, that fucker's got the job. Stay out at sea because they didn't want him to come back. We need somebody that doesn't like not being at sea. Who doesn't like not being at sea? <laughs> Preferably so, someone so who. <laughs> Preferably someone who can speak English <laughs> and then tell us what we should be saying. And he said a couple of times, well, but, I want your advice, I'll ask for it, which isn't the best cash for us. Especially when he's, when it's, he's telling his advisor this. Oh, no, it's, a, it, it's, it's an alright cash for us. It, it's not as good as How Are You Diddling. It's, How Are You Diddling is probably catchier, but it has less meaning. I can see the, the other one being more useful. When I want your advice, I'll ask for it. It's like one of those things you see in like offices, you know, stickers stuck to the wall that people think you don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. That people think are hilarious. It's it's really just a Doctor Who quote. It is. Yeah, they all are. And they don't. Don't, don't you remember the, the, the Peter Davison episode where he says you don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. It was Kinder though. Look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. <laughs> just trust him. Trust me always. I'm it's not, what I do. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I love it. And, and another continuing theme with uh, Mr. Robson was that it wasn't listen. He never listened to anyone, did he? Though everybody gave him advice and telling him what to do, and he just didn't listen to him. He wouldn't shut anything down or check anything. Uh, he was too busy protecting his continuous running record. It's like, I've had this gas running for 30, for 30 weeks, weren't it, something, 30 something months? Like uh, something like that. It, it's like two more weeks and he, and he gets into the record books or something. I think it his, was protecting it that badly. I think his record was actually he'd been angry for 30 weeks <laughs> and he wanted to maintain that for another two weeks <laughs> and he would be the world's angriest man. Well, could, apart well, from the Hulk, obviously. It could be going for his new record. <laughs> Maybe it was trying to get angrier than Hulk so he could beat him. What, like an angry contest? <laughs> Welcome to the world's annual angry contest. <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever he was taken over by the seaweed people intelligence thing. At the <laughs> Whatever it was, Whatever I have was. no idea. One A of bacteria. Episodes, one, of the, one of the episodes, there was the, the, the Robson and took Victoria captive, as I explained. And then they brought the doctor and Jamie Wood just to meet him. And he was just in a room ca- covered in foam. 
And he should have just said, come in, Doctor. We're having a bath. And he got mm. a roller ducky and everything. Um, Victoria says, oh, not a bather. Ah, yes, that's where the foam things are. Yeah. That's where it all started, here from the deep. Have we had foam things in this yet? Uh, foam things? In Doctor Who, yet? What, besides the last episode? What, Fear from the Deep? Yeah. What, the Web of Fear, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, besides them two. No. Okay. There's another one coming out of that. Is there? Yeah. What did they have a three-for-one sale on foam or something? There was a three-for-one sale on foam and helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one, get the other one sixth of a price. For right, that's his next four stories sorted. We just need I, to write something with a yes. helicopter and foam. <laughs> Can't possibly do that. Look, one more story with helicopter and foam and we'll beat the record. Yeah. <laughs> so one then, yes. <laughs> and then I can beat the Hulk. Yeah, and another thing he said was he, he'd eaten upstarts. He was talking to Harris, the guy with no personality. He'd eaten upstarts like him for breakfast. And I thought that might account for his mood because he'd not had enough fibre, you see. See, what he should have eaten is... The the start cereal instead of upstarts. Not uh, frosties or frosted flakes as they're known in America. Oh, I could have read that. <laughs> oh, could have read that. There's some Rice Krispies or Weetabix. You can't have Rice Krispies. Shredded wheat. There's no point in having Rice Krispies or cornflakes. Why? Because you've got to have sugar on everything apparently these days. So you've got to have ricicles and frost flakes or fr- frosties or whatever. Fuck sugar, salt, where it's at. <laughs> Do you have salt and weed a bit? No. No, no. I used to have sugar mm. and cereal, but then I wised up and then true story. Uh I don't know. If I'm having cornflakes or weed a bit, just a slight dusting of sugar. Well, that's about it. I don't go over what I when I was a kid I used to pile it on. <laughs> mm. Pour sugar into a bowl and then put a light dusting of weed a bit on top. <laughs> yeah. Treacle's good on way to it. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It does because it keeps You're out the kind of kind of person that has fruit on it as well, on cereal. Uh, raisins, fruit competition winning or something. You'd win every time, then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just too fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so Van Leutens or Van Luncheons, as was it Van Luncheons he kept yeah. calling him? Did he say Van Luncheons? He didn't oh, call him like, like, Van Luncheon or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just your hearing. What? You were. Oh, apparently you didn't. But Who this knows? guy, this guy, that maybe was, I didn't hear. This guy was apparently Dutch, but he didn't yeah. sound Dutch to me at all. Mm-hmm. I, I could have sworn he was Welsh. Did you think he was? Welsh? He sounded <laughs> South African at one point. All I could hear was Emil uh, got the Battenberg tattoo. Rod Gilbert. Rod Gilbert. That's all I could hear every time you were on. Rod Gilbert's comedian, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Yeah. Oh, now you say that. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that earlier. <laughs> Would it improve the episode? It might have done. <laughs> so this guy is an advisor, but so he doesn't really need to wait for advice. So that was my thing. And then, and then mm. I don't think Jamie realised what did nationality he give was. Much advice on it. He tried to, but but Kamal's going to say, "If I want your advice, I'll ask for it." <laughs> Jamie didn't really realise Well, he hired him. He what? obviously asked for it initially. No, he didn't. I think it was forced upon him. Mm, it came, and, you know, came at the post. Yeah. 
mm. came with the helicopter and the film. Buy a helicopter mm. and film, get an advisor free. Mm-hmm. You've got to use an advisor. Oh, don't we have to? What if it doesn't advise? Whatever. Just use the phone. Speaking of the helicopter, there was a helicopter. I don't know if we've mentioned that already. <laughs> yeah, there, there was also a helicopter battle as well. I'm sure that were good. <laughs> I know Couldn't say anything. There was a bit with, with, the, with the doctor trying to fly it. Is that the bit you meant? Yeah. I don't think it was a battle. It was just well, him trying to fly it back to base. Yeah, the, well, it was trying to avoid things through, uh, like... Through through C- yeah. Amiga CGI rigs. Yeah. Obviously, it had been done for the reconstruction. Yeah, it, it was a battle with himself, really, to be fair. Interesting. But yeah, just trying to... It was going all over, trying to avoid all the stanchions on the rigs and shit like that. Uh, but you couldn't see it. No, you couldn't. Because none of the episodes existed. But as I remind you, guys... What? This is the last time that'll happen. Yay! But we'll probably still miss loads of action sequences. And in fact, in seven stories' time, we'll never have to watch another Reconstruction ever again. Why have we found more episodes? No, because when we get to the war games, uh, they all exist from that point onwards. Or the more obvious answer, which what? was the one you just said there. Yeah. <laughs> what, they haven't thrown them up? Yeah. They haven't lost them all again. So, yeah, uh, at one point, uh, she uh, said uh, to someone there... Uh, she said to her husband, Harris. Yeah. I'm taking out of things. <laughs> It's not like I do a podcast on this or anything. You know, I think I think <laughs> I could I could randomly put an episode of the the nineteen sixties series, The Avengers, on, and you might think it was an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> but yeah, she goes to. But him, you'd uh, enjoy that because you think it was Doctor Who. So mm. if I told you it wasn't, that would be ruining it. I think. I, I think I probably guess. Would you? Yeah, I'm not sure when. <laughs> But at some stage, I think I'd probably get there. Yeah, but she goes to him, uh, make a glass of milk. You can't even boil an egg. So boiling an egg's easier than making a glass of milk now, is it? Yeah. It's it's all it's it's all the things you can do in a kitchen, from making a glass of milk to <laughs> boiling an egg. That's a private callback. Let <laughs> <laughs> me leave it in a minute. Son. <laughs> Don't call me son. How... Yes, and at the beginning, mm-hmm. she tried to leave the, I don't know, residential bit, mm-hmm. but she couldn't mm-hmm. because Robson said she needed a written pass. And I'm like, how mm-hmm. can she get a written pass if she can't leave? Yeah, she she gets it from inside. From the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a written pass from Robson. Yeah. So what the worst... Rob- Rob- Robson's inside that bit as well. I thought she, the residential bit was next to the... the, the, the crazy seaweed ship that I, I don't know the whole layout they, they had some sort of map but it, it was just dots and lines there were no labels or anything it didn't say you are here <laughs> hey, when they don't do that. here's where you get your pass here's where Moggy, Moggy. <laughs> <laughs> here's where Moggy is <laughs> where Moggy is there was a cat there didn't you <laughs> was that or was in the pipes <laughs> so Moggy was in the pipes that reminds me now. You remember, you know, you probably don't. Ghost Watch. Mm. It was a. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't have a clue, but I've nearly finished this beer now. Okay, welcome. It was a BBC One play at the time, done like like a ghost haunting, ghost finding show type thing. Michael Parkinson was in it. 
Mm. It was like a, like a real show, but it was it was a play, but it was kind of played like a real show. And there was a ghost in it called Pipes. But people, some people watching it actually thought it was real. Can't say I've ever heard of it. Oh, I remember watching it at the time. But anyway, the ghost was called Pipes. That's why I remember that now. Mm. So Maggie walks into the sea at the end of the episode three. Mm. I quite like that cliffhanger. Just not I mentioned it. It was probably the best of the cliffhangers, I think. Unless you like the phone party one. I have a special uh, part of me that wants the phone party one. Or the one with, uh, no, Victoria in it. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> but then Maggie, Maggie and, uh, and Harris, they're the ones that are left with Victoria at the end. He can't even mm. boil an egg. Oh, right, that reminds me. There was a bizarre meal at the end of the episode, and there was still five minutes to go. So everyone decided to go for... They all decided to go for a meal. Well, the, it was weird. <laughs> well, they had to have a, some sort of send-off for Victoria. Well, yeah, but she wasn't leaving at that point. They just randomly w- w- decided w- to go for a meal. And they were like, oh, remember when I... Uh, but we knew she was oh, remember when I when I locked you up oh yes it was yesterday <laughs> well it was all part of the leaving scene it was but it was just bizarre I mean you wouldn't find that with Davros and the Doctor and all remember when I tried to kill you about that <laughs> die I've poisoned you well, what it would turn into that scene mm-hmm. from Princess Brook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable. Or that time the Doctor went for, for a meal with the with the Yeti Dalek mm-hmm. Cyberman. And he wanted yeah. the Yeti Dalek Cyberman to split the track three ways, but they wouldn't. Surely I should only pay a quarter of this. There's three of you. But yeah, and Megan Jones was the, was the other female character in it that was quite a strong character. She was the head. Of, she was basically the director of this Euro Sea Gas Company. So yeah. that was quite good. I'll mm. uh, give them prop, mad props for that. Mm. She didn't have much. But she came else in and was to like, do that, and she had yeah. a, she had a she had a, a male secretary. I'd be Bearing my best if she 19, had a monkey secretary. This was, this was in nineteen sixty six. It was quite a, <laughs> oh, yeah. quite a strong thing to do. So, yeah, uh, mad, mad props. Yeah. Bearing in mind that several years later in the John Pertwee era, they were going to have a, a female villain or something, but they were like, no, we can't do that. I think it was Colony in Space, but don't quote me that. So, I just, I just wanted to, mm. to uh, say, you know, cause we, yeah. because we criticise them for other things, so I just wanted to say well done for that. You're listening to Drunken Time Trouble. It's 17 minutes past the hour. It's time for the... Beer Interlude. So, uh, yeah, this time we're drinking, I as never we said. Know, I never know how I'm going to do it when I do it. It just does. Yes, so this is Harveston's Old Engine Oil, which yeah. is described as a viscous, malt, chocolatey, roasty ale. Yes. All I can say is I've been really enjoying this. I am also quite enjoying it. It has, mm-hmm. uh, the website says it has the taste of dark chocolate, mm-hmm. creamy coffee, burnt toast and sweet caramel. Which one of those do you think is not like the other? Dead rabbit. <laughs> no. That, that Was that one of the options? No, it wasn't. Mm. Burnt toast, I was thinking. Funny thing about burnt toast, the seventh doctor doesn't like burnt toast. Do any of them actually profess to liking burnt toast? Well, the seventh doctor says he doesn't like burnt toast or bus stations. Full of lost luggage and lost souls. Yeah, they are, yeah. 
So anyway, yes, back to the beer. I, I'm quite mm. liking it as well. I think I might be getting some of the uh, burnt toast. It does have a bit of a fruity aroma, I've noticed. Oh, no, it's, it, it's 9% as well, which really surprises me. It really does not taste that strong. No. It, it's, it, it just tastes like a, you know, a, a standard porter type thing. But no, way, like but nowhere near it. Yeah, but nowhere near as harsh as nine percent. It's it. The flavour doesn't hit you that hard as you would expect. No, they don't. It doesn't. No, it's quite a, a uh, pleasant beer. Mm. Very easy to drink. One of the hop varieties is Grassy Fuggles. <laughs> Didn't we uh, used to know someone called Grassy Fuggles back in back in Nam? <laughs> I did, and then we buried him. Oh yeah. And then, and then, to out, make of, beer. out of his ashes came the freckles, as I believe, as I am telling the story correctly. But it also says here, enjoy a bottle after dinner. What, like after you've had a dinner with everyone you shared a black and white adventure with? Well, we've just had a pizza as well, so a half a pizza mm. uh, and some turkey nugget things. Yeah, you told me they were chicken. I just, I just bought some. Did, were you aware it was open when you bought it? Yes. Just buy anything. Did I you, buy did you anything. buy it from some old man who was walking down the street? <laughs> yeah. Right. He said, I've, I've got some shit for sale. Do you want it? I said, no, but I'll have that open bag of turkey things that you've got. Ah, <laughs> uh, comedy. I've told him, told him all he knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you get it from Tesco in the crappy department or what? No, from Yogi's up road. So basically, yes, we chose this beer, because I don't think we've mentioned that yet, because mm. old engine oil, and it was refinery, engine mm. oil, refinery, mm. you know. Look, yeah. that's yeah. what we're having to do these days. Yeah, we, we couldn't find any old engine gas beer, so this but was the closest we could. If we could find helicopter beer, we'd be fucking laughing. The helicopter uses gas, sure. The helicopter uses gas. No, it, it, it uses oil, sorry. It probably uses gas as well. So I think this is sticker worthy, do you? Uh, yes, very much so. Well done. Then it's sticker worthy. This is a very, very nice beer. I think it's the second time I've actually had this. And I will probably have, very much have it again. You will very much have it again. Very much have it again. Back to the epistory. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the doctor. Go. I liked his woolly hat. He's got another hat, and it's one of those woolly ones that are made of wool. Mm-hmm. I've got one, man. You've never said you like my woolly hat. And, and uh, yeah, I like that. It probably kept him warm, you know, really hot. You know, man. Mm. Well, it was in England. And it was in England, as has been mentioned. At sea, and it's windy. And seaweedy. Mm. But he was doing science and deduction in this one again. That was good. That was a good thing. Yeah, and he got Jamie and Victoria in on, in in on, on the, the science. And in on the science action. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Victoria even did the Bunsen test. Yes. Whatever that was. I don't know. Set yeah. fire to it. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Unless they got, unless it was something to do with Professor Bunsen from the Muppets. Did they get Beaker I involved as well? No, Bunsen. <laughs> I know Beaker. Professor Bunsen's the one with Beaker. Is it? Oh, I only remember half of it, apparently. Well, fifty percent is good for you. <laughs> I thought. I thought I'll save myself some space and I'll just forget half of it. Half of it. Half of it. Yeah. <laughs> And the doctor said a couple of times variations on the theme of I think I'm certain doesn't really work. Mm. I'm wondering if I've ever said that myself. But 
I know, I know. I mean, I'm sure I do say it as well, but it's just not doesn't no. doesn't work. No, I don't think I've ever said. I think I'm. Cer- I've said. I think I'm right. I'm. I don't think I've ever said. I think I'm certain, because that is a bit contradictory. It is, along with everything in the sea is living. So says the doctor. Mm. Especially those rocks and the sea. And the sea. Sea's living. Don't people tell you any differently? Sea's dead. And so yeah, that's all he did. Or uh, run around a lot. And what about that dead body I dropped in the sea as well? Was that living? No. Well, kind of, because you know, would have seaweed would have come out of it and made it real. I don't know. Is that how this story started? Who the fuck knows how this story started? I, I dumped a dead body in the sea, and the seaweed turned it to life, and then it started foaming everywhere. I wonder how this story did start. Anyway, we'll find out. Who the there. fuck knows? So when they landed, the, they landed the tortoise on the sea, and it floated, which meant it was a witch. I believe is how it works. Oh, full of air, foam, awful foam, a foamy witch. Either way, it's not good. No, that's what I'm saying. No, you don't. Know. And then at the end, when it took off, it didn't disappear, as I said it did. It uh, floated off from the sea into the air and zoomed around a bit, like it was drunk. No, well, yeah, but like it's moving about, and like like it would do in in present series, in fact, which I kind of liked. I didn't actually notice that. Of course you did. Of course I didn't. I was going to point it out to you because I thought there's no way you're going to notice. I probably got bored by then. <laughs> hey everyone! It's first appearance of the Sonic Screwdriver. Yep, it's it's like an actual screwdriver. It, it was used as a screwdriver, and it just moved things sonically. The way it was shown, it was probably easier to just use a screwdriver. Well, it, well, he just pointed at it. I don't know. But yeah, it it would have been harder to twist it and actually do, use it normally. So we've got the Sonic screwdriver. So don't now. exaggerate. We've yeah. got the Sonic screwdriver. Yes, we have. Yeah, and a Sonic screwdriver theme tune as well, man. A poem. Which you never remember. No, I can't remember. Sonic screwdriver. Jimmy says that uh, they always land in <laughs> England, so, like, so mm. not Australia or Tibet. Yes. And of the 12 stories that he's been in, five have been in England. And another weird thing about that was Victoria said, oh, we always land on this planet. Um, you mean your planet, Earth? Mm-hmm. Why did you call it this planet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was hoping for more... The sea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was hoping to land on more planets. She was hoping to land on the planet from Star Trek Next Generation Season 1, the Africa planet. She was thinking big. <laughs> Victoria was thinking big. I want to land on different planets. So it's all this one. <laughs> and it's all this, this pit I don't like of this one. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much I'm going to stay here now. This will show Can't me. you land me on Jupiter? No, really, no. Did I mention how Jamie was awesome? No. Well, basically, here's the best antidote for that gas mouth thing, which is one. Mr. Oak or Mr. Quill just breathing on people. Not punching things again. Just one punch. One punch, that sorts them up. Well, we'll ignore yeah. the fact it was Victoria's screams, because mm. that's not as good. <laughs> it's a lot better. And there's another awesome thing about Jamie that didn't happen mm. in this episode, but was going to originally in the script, apparently. Jamie was to have finally mm. defeated the weed at the story's climax by playing his bagpipes. That would have been fucking awesome. But they came up with a better idea of Victoria. 
screaming. I can see why, because that would have linked in with her leaving. And they didn't actually mention in the story that it was her specific mm. scream. Her, her the wavelength of her mm. scream that mm. actually killed them. I don't know why they all whispered mm. then, but it was apparently her exact wavelength of the scream. It's, it's always something rather convenient like that, isn't it? Now you understand how drama works out. Yeah. It's annoying drama. So the seaweed creature. Yes. Can I, can I tell you a joke about the seaweed creature? You can. Why did the lobster blush? I don't know, Gav. Why did the lobster blush? Because the seaweed creature. No way that didn't yeah. <laughs> That was actually funnier than the <laughs> <laughs> The best way to make a joke better is to ruin it, apparently. <laughs> In that case, a lot of comedy should be funnier than they are. Yeah, and at one point the, the doctor was saying the seaweed creatures... They're, uh, they they have life like human beings. Which which sort of explains why they had the phone party. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they sure like the phone, don't they? <laughs> I'd like to know what else they got up to while. Apparently they just didn't well, need we to didn't be, be missing out on the action. Because mm. there were there, there was airlock doors, but I think you mentioned that they could get through that with the, with just massive amounts of foam. Mm. Yeah, defied the laws of physics and and you hate when that happens, yeah. don't you? But they 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 liked it so much they even went uh, underground in the previous episode. Get everywhere. But yeah, the the seaweed gave gas off as well, which uh, which knocked people out. Yeah, that's why I don't eat seaweed mm, at a Chinese made restaurant. people sleep because it might no. give off gas and knock me out, and then. And then I'll end up spending six episodes doing the same thing. Mm. Now, the, the order's slightly wrong. You eat seaweed, you give gas out, and you knock people out. Oh, right. So you become... Mm. Then you walk into the sea. Mm. It, it, it's a cycle. The circle of life. Mm. And what's not to love about eating seaweed, anyway? It's awesome. It's stupid. It's awesome. Like, find it's awesome. It's crispy awesomeness. <laughs> and we're back to... Uh, Frosties again. <laughs> Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill, who were almost my favourite characters, but then they didn't do anything for a lot of time. Yeah, the the they showed up and they did awesome and then did nothing. Yeah. Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill were very bon- they Just were like, like the cook. They were like Mr they were like Mr. Kid and Mr but at least mm-hmm. the cook disappeared. These people hung around for a bit. Mm-hmm. They were like Mr. Kid and Mr. Wint from Diamonds Are Forever. Don't know. Of course you don't. Obviously. Like. But anyway, hmm. de- death by halitosis. This is why you don't have seafood for diet, including seaweed. And it was no, a great bit d- no this is why seaweed is, which is why seafood is awesome. You can kill people just by breathing on them, apparently. Besides that, it tastes fucking gorgeous. Anyway, yes, and then there's a bit where they attacked Maggie with their breathing skills. Mm. But it was quite well done. Is it, cause is it breathing skills? Or it was their mad breathing skills, as I think you'll find. Or is it just breathing? Breathing with skills. Oh. With, uh, a Z. with a Z. Oh, with a Z. Yeah, just like gymnastic skills with a Z yes. in uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. The last mad one. gymnastic skills. Jurassic Park 3. Second one. Two. We'll get it right eventually. Um, yeah, just because you saw it was like a close-up of their mouths. And then faded in and out with her falling over, and it was just. And then you had the heartbeat in the background. It was just quite good. 
sure it was quite frightening at the time. It was quite freaky. It was quite freaky. And that's why I quite liked it. But then, yeah, they never really did much after that, apart from hang around in bars. Uh, hang mm. around in uh, the refinery place and then get caught. That's a bit rubbish. It was a bit rubbish. Mm. They could have been great, but they weren't. Mm. I did like moving onto the base. I'll the base itself, the where they hang around. The base itself, yeah, where they hang around. They're getting a, a bit of a tour at the start. They were showing off their fancy CCTV. Was that they were just showing? Uh, I think it was Victoria and Jamie. Was showing just start CCTV. And we've got cameras on. If I click this button, we can look at that room, or that room, that room, <laughs> <laughs> and just flip two different cameras like it was something amazing. <laughs> it, wasn't. it probably was at that time. <laughs> I know everyone's just sick of it. <laughs> But it's just looking at it from today's frame of reference and really what? <laughs> I'll tell you one person who's not happy. It'll be just to just to bring uh bring ne- another Nemo. Just to bring another comic character into it. Nemo. Yeah. You can say Nemo. No Nemo. Because if you said Nemo I would say no he's never happy. It was Aquaman. <laughs> no, I think Nemo, he got sucked up into the tubes and nobody could find him. Not even Aquaman. <laughs> Well, what can Aquaman do? Talk to fish. There's only one time Aquaman's been awesome. <laughs> there is only one time. When was that? Brave in the Bowl. Brave in the Bowl. <laughs> Cartoon, yes. Say it's so good, he even remembers what series it was. <laughs> That's how good it is. So, so uh, moving on behind the scenes somewhat. Six episode stories... Generally, there's always a few episodes of treading water, no pun intended. I, I do think four-parters are better. Cause with the story, so we've you've, we've you've, talked about this before, though, Yeah, but we? you've generally got... Regu- the, almost every six episodes. Look, until they stop doing the six episodes, we're going to continue to talk about it. You've got the setup, <laughs> what happens, and the end. You can't really do that with six episodes. I think every time I've defended it, saying you can, depending on the story... But I think a lot of it is... But you only ever bring it up when it doesn't happen. It doesn't certainly doesn't happen this time, no. But again, again, it's a different time. It was like 50 years ago, almost 50 mm. years ago. People had less... People had more intention span back then. Nowadays, people barely can look at two screens at once, never mind three. Yeah. You know, they'll, they, they'll, they'll, they, can't, well, they won't watch TV. They'll look at their phone at the same time mm. and their laptop and their tablets and everything. I mean, they can barely get through an episode of Drunken Time Travel. I know. Stop looking at your watch. That's why we have a break halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> so even we can't do it. <laughs> but yes, this is the fourth story where no one died. The others were, in case you were keeping track, Edge of Destruction. Okay. Despite the scissors. Celestial Toymaker. The Savages. The one where uh, Stephen left. The one where no one dies. And he got a proper job, and that's why we drank the beer proper job, if you recall. Nice. And this one. Good uh, good brewery, that proper job, by the way. And there's no no more caves in this one, so we can't add to the cave count this time, unfortunately. No! It's ruining the caves. So our quotes. My quote is Mr. Oak, I believe it is, basically singing a line when he's talking to Maggie before he breathes on her. And it goes a bit thusly. We've come to carry out an inspection. Inspection? In the kitchen, your husband didn't tell you. No. Couldn't it wait until another day? I'm 
I'm not feeling very well. I'm sorry, madam. It has to be carried out without delay. Chief Robson's instructions. And for Michael, I shall be going with uh, an exchange with the Doctor and Jamie. Always a good thing to go with. We're at episode far, I think it was. And I'll let the cork speak for itself. I shall also do this later. We can't just leave him down there. What are we going to do? We'll get down there after him. Oh, Doctor, no! Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> Jamie, you wouldn't let me go down there on my own, now, would you? Well, yeah. Uh, well, well, no. Hmm. And then and then a monoid comes past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I miss the monoids. Final thoughts, then. Most of the characters were good. It was just I could have done with less episodes and running about. Uh, yeah, it was, again, the usual complaint of being a bit slow. The first two episodes were fine. Yeah, the, yeah, the first two were fine. Three, four, running into five, nothing happened. And then six. Yeah, six things happened. But then a lot of six was, well, was the episode had finished, but they were just sort of getting rid of Victoria with the bizarre meal. But I, I didn't like it didn't have some sort of clear defined enemy. Well, it did. It had this, yeah, but you didn't like that there wasn't a enemy they could talk to, so is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There's that. There, there was no interaction with the enemy. It was just foam. They were fighting foam. Just a growing presence of foam. <laughs> I don't mind that. It just depends how it's done. And then they got in an helicopter. And then it was an airplane. Yeah, it's true enough. But it it didn't seem to do much. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend this. Partly no. it actually doesn't exist. Especially, <laughs> since it doesn't exist. Although, we did recommend mm. Power of the Daleks, and it doesn't mm. exist either. So, you know, there is that. No, I was saying especially because it's rubbish and it doesn't exist. But I'm saying we recommended Power of the Daleks, and it doesn't exist, but it's just so good that you have to mm. see it. And Marco Paul. So next time... <laughs> English guy was doing Drunken Time Travel Science for this story. Yes. And then after that, we're doing the English guy was doing the uh, Christmas special. Oh. You're doing the synopsis for Downtime. Yes. So for uh, this episode's uh, quote, I shall leave you with uh, Matt Robotham, co host of the Post Atomic Horror. Post Atomic Horror.com. I hate the sea and everything in it. Wasn't that Victorian? Maybe they're one and the same. No. We will never know. Please validate our existence <laughs> by rating, commenting, or liking us on iTunes. Happy sleep time, everyone. Happy sleep time. It's beginning to give me the willies. Yes.